The middle-aged candy store. The middle-aged candy store. Have a good time. Try lemon and lime at the middle-aged candy store. The candy is sweet, it's true. Though it may seem bitter to you. Wave back at the years, the trials and the tears, the cigarettes and beers, the faces you love, the things, the things you're sorry for. Come in for a spell, there's caramel at the middle-aged candy store. Previously, on the middle-aged candy store, Karen's trial finally began. Back in the store, Medusa and Rachel were taken away in ambulances, while the rest of the staff began tunneling to gain Karen's freedom. We return to the courtroom, where closing arguments are about to begin. All rise for the Honorable Judge Wanacracker. Time. Make this good, gentlemen. Prosecution, you're first. Your honor, genteel, gentle folk of the jury, esteemed opponent, the prisoner who you see before you is accused of the most heinous, most dishonorable, most disgusting crime I have encountered. I in my, in, my, in my entire years as a humble servant of this bench. On the date of November 12th, 2000 and... I object. I object most vociferously. Come to the point, gentlemen. We're not here to watch you two preen your feathers. My learned opponent. I say my learned opponent has once again attached his minuscule, I said minuscule now, porcine cerebellum to some ludicrous phantasm. Why, next you will be objecting to the concept of time itself. These guys are worse than gum. The prisoner will be silent. As I was saying, the prisoner stands accused of the most heinous, barbaric, and... An unnatural crime I, I, Testinical, for one, have ever encountered. The mind reels when it attempts to grasp the enormity of this monstrous woman's actions. Objection. I say objection. I'll allow it. This court is a den of thievery and corruption. Why, my learned colleague Testnickel, for the prosecution, has been feeding you crackers, I say crackers, this entire time. How dare you, sir? I say, I say, how dare you? I demand satisfaction. Accepted. Ah, oh, jeez, guys. 
Another duel? This is the third one today. At this rate, I'll never get out of here. Huzzah, sirrah! Take this taste of my steel. Your blade is as puny as your wit. You, good sir, are an even worse swordsman than you are a roommate. For shame, Tessinickel, for shame. I would like to state for the record that you have never once refilled the Brita water dispenser. While these two sort out their differences, like gentlemen, have a listen to this. Hi, I'm Leroy the Lollipop. Welcome to this LinkedIn Learning Online training. LinkedIn Learning, where busy professionals take a big lick of the lollipop of knowledge. And now over to your instructor, Cindy who's going to teach you all about unscaling your personal brand with entrepreneurial. Take it away, Cindy. Thanks, Leroy. And hi, everybody. I'm Cindy. I'm a widow, dog mom, and lifelong business entrepreneur who loves to share my passion for thought leadership with you, my very favorite online friend and follower. Welcome to Unscaling Your Personal Brand with Entrepreneurial, my online seminar here on LinkedIn Learning. I'm here today to share with you some of what I've learned from my life as founder and CEO of IrishSetterBalloons.com, my dog safety social network decentralized blockchain outcome lead generator website, currently number 2,075 in Google search rankings. I'll bet you're asking yourself, how do I succeed in today's crowded marketplace? How do I improve my skills so I can do my best work? How can I stand out when I'm only five feet tall? Well, I'm here today to tell you that if I did it, anyone can, even you. I'm sure you've all read Build a Ladder to Adversity Overcomment by everyone's favorite founder and thought leader, God. <laughs> this classic of business thinkfluence is a must read for anyone who wants to make it in business sports, or crime. But in case you missed it, in Building a Ladder to Adversity Overcomment, I learned that to succeed, I needed to work with my strengths instead of trying to fit myself in the same mold as everyone else. I needed to divorce my fat husband, take that Irish setter to the pound, and more importantly, I needed to build my ladder to overcomment with my own bones, not yours. And from this key insightful lection, I developed my own conceptioning that I'd like to share with you today, entrepreneurial. What is entrepreneurial? It's simple. Just take the one thing you're most passionalistic about, build it up into a superstructure of think units, then distribute it to your neat work and your community. Sounds easy, doesn't it? But to make it even easefuller, let me breach it down for you into seven super solidified steps. One. Idea glenthering. Two, deep in thinkfulness. Three, Gantt paralysis. Four, filtering the blisters. Five, justly mewling. Six, huppy buzzing. Seven, and finally, speeching for hopefulness. And that's it. Thanks so much for joining me in this journey to entrepreneurial. 
I'd love to hear all about your adjournment on your road to overcoming and influencering. Don't forget to flounder me on LinkedIn and always re-render. Flensing is the key to masterous fluency. Participating in LinkedIn Learning Incorporated programming does not guarantee employment, personal fulfillment, or immunity from prosecution. By watching this video, you agree to grant LinkedIn Learning perpetual and irrevocable access to your subconscious mind. Not available in Montana, Vermont, or Boston, and will never be available in Quebec. Karen's centaur lover and confidant, Mighty Klops, walks the dark and rainy streets with Interregnagum, the philosophizing pack of gum. We still, to a large extent, live in the interregnum between, uh, between worlds, if you will, or between paradigms. Not many people in the history of the world have faced that. You know, Gum, I find your patter engaging and energizing. Kind of like sunlight playing on water. Why, thank you, Centaur. But everyone used to complain about you, you know... That you talked about metaphysics all the time, like entropy and... Well, well, that's fair, but, you know, I had an evolution of my own. Although I still think that humans need to unite spiritually on a mass scale, and since I'm only anthropomorphic myself, I can't understand that unity deep down, and so I am drawn to love. Love? Love. Observing the energy of love between living things and, well, so and hence. <laughs> and hence you felt the need to spy on Karen and myself when we were together in the conjugal trailer stable. <laughs> exactly. It was an education of a kind. It was deeply disturbing, revolting, but ultimately cosmically edifying experience. <laughs> Oh, wow. You know, I've never had a talking pack of gum watch me make love to a human woman before. <laughs> well, well, there's a first time for everything. Watching you two made me want to destroy an entire prison. And that's what they call the power of love. <laughs> What's love got to do with it? I want to know what love is, and I wanted you to show me. Look fast. A pair of ambulances. And they're leaving the middle-aged candy store. Meanwhile, in one of those ambulances, Rachel and Medusa are being transported to a hospital to receive treatment from the results of their vicious fight at the candy store staff meeting. And yes, I am Monkey, Monkey the Monkey from the... Hey, Janet, it's Tanya. Over. Hey, Tanya, Janet here. So where do you want to take these unconscious cat-fighting ladies anyway? I was thinking maybe a hospital? <laughs> Duh. Which one, dum-dum? I don't know. St. Mark's? Maybe we can get some octopus sandwiches on Polk Street? Holy... What is it? I think I see a centaur walking down the middle of the road with a talking pack of gum. Straight ahead. What do we do? Fall back on our training? <laughs> good, good one. We're basically cab drivers who can run red lights with impunity. Which makes us different from regular cab drivers. How? Oh no! In a horrible peppermint twist of fate, the ambulances have collided with each other. They 
Both lie on their sides, broken on the street. As the steam rises from the wreckage, Medusa and Rachel lay limply beside each other on the sidewalk, barely breathing. And now, Mighty Glops and Interregnigum arrive. Rachel! Medusa! What did we do? Smelling salt salted caramel. I never go anywhere without it. <coughs> oh, they're waking up. Ugh. Uh, what? Oh. You two look like you had a cat fight. Well, yeah, maybe. Uh, but she started it. Because you can't take your eyes off my robot boyfriend. I'm Medusa. I wear sunglasses 24 hours a day. You can't even see my eyes. Ladies, gum, look hither. It looks like Candybot has rallied the candy store staff to start digging a tunnel to, to free Karen. My automatonic boyfriend is also here to form my romantic hero. Excelsior, all! Tunneling party! The child on the cover of this knitting pattern grew up to be a murderer. You can see it in the eyes, in the pose, in the very slightly creepy frozen smile. This is a child who, 36 years later, would poison a cheating husband with pufferfish toxin and attempt to frame his paramour, a world-renowned sushi chef whose gambit would fail, and who would be sentenced to have her soul sent back in time to inhabit this photo of herself in 1996, age 12, wearing a hyper-color chenille sweater vest. Specifically, the copy of this photo on a copy of the pattern it adorns that has fallen down back of a shelving unit in a dusty, disorganized yarn store in Gimli, Manitoba, and which will not be found until the owner and sole employee dies in a freak yarn winder accident and the stock is liquidated. To live in the memory of that somewhat happy day when she and her sister got to dress up and have their pictures taken and afterwards got to go to Dairy Queen. To remember how life might have been if she had been content with a fuzzy sweater and a milkshake and had not reached for more. In the dark, behind that shelving unit, she would remember, and regret, and try to cry. She would try to cry and could not, because in the photo she is smiling, smiling in her novelly vest and carefully combed hair, and no matter how hard she tries, that is all she will ever do. This is her song.
Thank you for listening to the Middle Aged Candy Store produced by The Gathering. Podcasts appear every first and third Tuesdays of the month. Entrepreneur was written by Kristen Mueller Heaslip, performed by Megan Liley, Donnie Pebbleston, Tony Culverwell, and produced by Kristen Mueller Heaslip. The Child on the Cover of the Knitting Pattern, written by Kristen Mueller Heaslip, performed by Megan Liley and Kristen Mueller Heaslip. Produced by Kristen Mueller Heaslip. Sound designed by Megan Liley. Cover art by Amanda Madalanis. All sound effects licensed under Creative Commons. Full credits available in the episode notes. The Middle-Aged Candy Store is a proud member of the We're Still Cool Podcast Network. Theme music by Donnie Febbleston, performed by Donnie and Linda Febbleston. Come in for-